Welcome to Before the Bell. We're live from the Casino de Monte Carlo, just a few hours away from the WBA regular welterweight clash between unbeaten Russians Radzab Batayev and Alexander Besputin. As always, Darren Barker joins me. You've scrubbed up very nicely, mate. Well, I would say the same, but where's the bow tie? I know. I, know. Seen, I made a makeshift one. It was really nice. Uh, it I mean, was then brilliant. It cut the entire blood supply off to my head, and I wouldn't You're have been able to do the show. Selfish. It was a bit small, but um, thanks for the effort, anyway. Pleasure. Um, so this was supposed to be chief support for Vosnik and Peterbiev, yep. uh, the, the headliner, and uh, Eddie snuck in the back door, ruffled a few feathers, and won the purse bid. It's a good fight for this. Oh, it's great, great. And he, you know, we touched on it yesterday, didn't we? Look, we've got uh, a Chinese guy on here, the mm. heavyweight. We've got. The Russians on here, mm. they spend a lot of money in the casino. Uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, why, why are those guys? But it's a great fight. It really is. Um, disputing for me is, uh, is the real deal. I, I'm really, really impressed with him. Can tell that he's, he's part of the, the Loma team, Lomachenko mm -hmm. team, with the angles he creates. But yeah, very, very good talent. But it's a great fight. And of course, if he were to win this, it looks likely being that he's with uh, Bob Arum and top rank that they will line him up for, for Terence Crawford, who of course has got the WBO welterweight title. Yeah, and he's sort of kind of running out of options himself, isn't he? Mm. Uh, with his PBC, would you call it nonsense? Um, I, I suppose every promoter has got their initiative to, yeah. to try and create boxing as one umbrella, uh, you know, under one roof. Everybody's trying to do it. Yeah. Heyman is essentially trying to shore up the, the welterweights. Um, we'll, of course, talk about the possibility that Andy Ruiz wins the fight with AJ next mm. week. He will have all four of the heavyweight belts. And if PBC are trying to yeah. create titles, they have to have all sanctioning body belts for, for each fighter mm. in order to do that. So, yes, it maybe it's, it's getting in the way, but I guess... But I like, Joe, you know what? I like that fight. I yeah. like uh, Crawford disputing if he gets through uh, past uh, gets the tie of today. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good fight. We'll have uh, Al Siesta, the Russian matchmaker, on the show uh, shortly to talk us through that. He knows both guys yep. well. Um, Savannah Marshall is up next. We have just had word, though, Darren, and we must um, yep. let our fans know at home. Huey Fury is out tonight. We had news he was ill earlier this week. He missed a couple of the pre-fight events. Um, he had a virus and has been kind of battling through. So we've got noise here. We've got people hoovering and stuff. That's fine. <laughs> That's what happens. And our first guest. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm room 322. If you could just do the floor, that'd be perfect. Um, yeah, so Huey's pulled out, which yeah. is a great shame. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. You know, I was looking forward to seeing Huey. Uh, you know, we, we were talking, weren't we? Was it Thursday? Yeah. We have a chat with him, and he's talking about wanting to get back in the mix as quick as possible. So I'm looking forward to sort of a really impressive performance uh, tonight. So it's a shame he, he's off the bill. Um, we had a bit of fun, didn't we, watching his family uh, on the rooftop yesterday, we jumping did. in the pool. It was we quite did. funny. Uh, <laughs> so we can always fall back on that, mate. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, another heavyweight uh, on the show a bit later on uh, is the big man, Alexander Usyk. He'll be keeping a close eye on the action next weekend. But one lady who did come along to support Huey Fury and will be watching the action ringside joins us next is Savannah Marshall. Most of the success at the end of the round. Well, she's just eating right hands to the moment, Bob Williams. Might have been about to jump in there anyway, to be honest, but she went down Bastieri and he takes up the count and she's not very solid on her legs there at all. And the referee's waved this one over and I'm not surprised that he's done it. I think he was just about to get in there and stop it anyway when she dropped down to a knee because he's not slow to stop fights, Bob, as soon as he feels that it's no longer competitive. And I think we'd reached that point. It was no longer competitive. She was just taking the right hands that Marshall was feeding her. He will get in there and he will wave it over. That was footage from a fifth-round stoppage of Danielle Bastieri uh, and Savannah Marshall. Very pleased to, to welcome you to the show. Um, we were just saying, obviously, Huey's pulled out. I know he's a stable mate of yours. Have you spoken to him this morning, and how, how's he doing? Yeah, he's, um, he's absolutely gutted. 
Um, if anyone knows here, we tonight fight with one arm, mm, but he, yeah. he hadn't been very well through the week and he just got worse each day, so the decision was made this morning to pull Is him out. Is like a virus? I think, yeah, he's got like a virus and a chest yeah. infection, so he just felt weak, and so there was more to lose than to gain, so they the right pulled thing. him out. Well, we, we were saying, because obviously Enrique uh, Tinoco is up against Joe Caldina tonight, he beat Jordan Gill, I think it was last time out, and, and Jordan was terribly ill mm. that day, but he, he felt like, because of the stick that sort of Josh Kelly got when he pulled out against Avanisi, and he didn't want to let people down, and so he fought and, and ultimately yeah. suffered his first loss, and it set him mm -hmm. back months and months. It's a difficult situation when you're a fighter. You go through a long camp, you get yourself ready, and then the week of the fight, you fall ill, but ultimately, you, you don't, don't, it's such a risk to take, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you lose, you lo lose. No one cares if you were ill. Mm. Then people are like, well, why didn't you pull out? Yeah. So it, it's not worth the risk at the end of the day. So he, he's made the right decision. Definitely. Um, watching your progression, obviously, two stoppage wins under Matchroom so far. Mm. And you can see the stylistic changes that you've made under Peter. How's it been getting used to their new style and training under the Furies? So I've been with Peter now for about two and a half years, yeah. and I've I've changed dramatically. Do you know, two and a half years ago, if you'd have told me to switch to Southpaw, I'd have been like, <laughs> no, not for me. But um, yeah, I'm 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 really happy with the changes Peter's made, and I'm I'm feeling comfortable. Yeah. Um, you're in that strange position where you're clearly so far above the sort of domestic level of competition. There isn't that many opponents to bridge the gap between those and the world level yeah. girls, who you're probably mm. already right up there with. Mm -hmm. um, you look at the likes of sort of French on Cruz, Desernay, Lynn Cedarus. Who is it that you sort of have your your eyes on? It's Emma Cozin as well, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anybody next year that you think I'd actually quite like a crack at? Yeah, I'd really like a crack at Franchon. The miniatures of the undisputed super middleweight champion. Mm. We've. The thing is, with having such a, a big amateur background, I've boxed most of the girls. I've boxed Franchon. Do I have boxed Emma Cozin? Oh, that's interesting. So. Although it's totally different in the pros, it just goes to show how little you know the, the pond is for women. Yeah. Would you be ready then next year? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, somebody else that you box in the amateurs that everyone always asks you about is Clarissa mm. Shields. Now, she's pretty outspoken on, on social media, but actually, I saw the video at your call yeah. uh, after Chantal Cameron's fight. She's very respectful. You seem to be quite sort of amicable when you're outside the ring. Well, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's no real bad blood there. Um, I don't hate the girl. She, I think she's actually quite amusing. Is it like a face-off? Yeah, it is. Who brings straight. first? It was a bit, it was a bit awkward. It's like, it was, oh, you're all right. And yeah. then I think they were trying to make, you know, make a bit of a scene. But um, like I said, there's no real true bad blood yeah. there. You know, it's just, she's just an opponent at the end of the day. I can't imagine you having needle with anyone. No, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. Just when the, just do. When the bell goes. Um, of course, she won a couple of belts at super middleweight, went yeah. down to middleweight, and has had great success there. Do you feel like to tempt her into that fight, the, the narrative is already there, people have been talking about it loads, but in order to tempt her to come back up, would it help if you secured a world title at, at 168 first? Yeah, 100%. It's a business at the end of the day. Mm. Um, I think... Down to the fact that I keep winning, that fight will always be there for me. Yeah. So and like I said, there isn't that many women about. Mm. So she's the goal. She she's the pinnacle. Do you know she's she's undisputed super middleweight middleweight champion. Um, she's one of the best pound for pound in the world. So do you know that's the goal for me. Who, who would you say is the the pound for pound women's number one? Would you say Brackers? Yeah. Yeah. I would. She's led 100%. the way, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent and. She's still a 38-year-old, and she's you've seen her on the scale. She's still an athlete. Do you know what I mean? Um, and she's 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 smart. She's so yeah. smart. Like I said, she's athletic. She's strong. Mm. She does everything right. 
So, yeah, I Because um, she was saying, all goes well tonight. She'd love the Katie Taylor fight. Mm. How would you see that one going? I'd like to see how Cecilia gets on tonight. Yeah. Like I said, she's been out the ring for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And with the age thing, is it, is it creeping up on her? Um, but I, I think Katie might have the edge. Really? Yeah. Mm. Just the fact with age and Katie's active. Yeah. So... Yeah, but it would be, I think it'd be a very cagey technical fight. Yeah, very interesting. Um, we're just coming to, to the end of another Olympic cycle um, ahead of Tokyo next year. Any of the girls in the amateur squad that, that you sort of think we should keep our eye out for, for the future? Yeah, definitely Lauren Price. Yeah. She's got me all spoffed at 75 kilos. She's serious, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Um, she's just she's won the Commonwealth, European, she's got gold in the world, mm. so she's going for a wow. full sweep for the Olympics. Um, yeah. Definitely Lauren. She's a lovely girl, and do you know, she deserves it. She trains hard, so why not? Mm. Those Olympic qualifiers, of course, are in mm -hmm. London uh, in March next year, so that'd be great. Have yeah. a week of competition for the guys we'll and the girls. There, we? Yeah, 100% we will do, yeah. Um, and just talk about yourself, what are your plans for, for next year? When do you want to be out again? So I'm hoping to get out in February. Um, I, I, tra I train all year round, so even yeah. if January, if there's any shows in January, I jump on. But definitely February. So if they have a smaller Christmas dinner, that's all. One, one Yorkshire. <laughs> Unlike you, yeah. Yorkshire pudding Absolutely. with, Chris, with yeah. Christmas dinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why would you not? I don't know. Well, there you go. Anyway, you can only have one. You get all the <laughs> you get the intelligent gossip on before the bell. Uh, so thank you very much for coming yeah, on. Enjoy for tonight and, uh, and good luck for, for no, the new sorry. year. Thank thanks you. very much. Uh, well, our next guest joins us. He's a familiar face on the scene, matchmaker, promoter extraordinaire. It is our siesta. I want to touch upon your relationship with Matram and Eddie Earn. Anyone who comes to a Matram show will see you buzzing around <laughs> fight week, constantly on the phone, stressed out. What is your exact uh, re working relationship with Matram and Eddie Earn? Um, Matrim is my family, first of all. Uh, this November I'll be celebrating, quietly by the way, no one knows about this. I'll be celebrating five years since I made the first match for Matrim. It's more, I mean, I respect Eddie Hearn, he's uh, one of the strongest promoters currently in the world. But it's all about my relationship with Paul Reddy. Uh. Paul Reddy is a good friend of mine, a man who believes in my expertise, and we have a very close connection and similar outlooks on matching and boxing in general. So Eddie been really kind and kind of uh, allowing us to to be artistic and do whatever we want, basically, with matchmaking. And I think the cars are looking very strong and Newcastle is another one, really. But Matchroom is my family. We're working for a long time and they're a very reliable company. And I learn a lot from Matchroom when I work with them. He's a very good friend of mine and Darren's. I'm very pleased to welcome Al Siesta to Before the Bell. Your debut, welcome. Gentlemen, thank you very much for having me. Uh, always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. I, when I just thought I got away, that he... he yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, you never get away from us. No. It's like rats in London. You never further <clears> from six feet. So the further away than about six yeah. feet from me and Darren. Um, so you, you have a very close working relationship with Paul Reddy, who's the main matchmaker uh, with Matchroom Boxing. You matchmake yourself, bring a lot of the foreign fighters in. For, for people that don't understand the process, just tell me a little bit about your, your sort of day-to-day -day activities. I'm very active day to day. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that. So I had three on this undercard in Monaco. Unfortunately, we all know what happened with Huey yeah. Fury. Mm. I'm devastated. It is not about my commission. I'm genuinely devastated for the fight and the fighter. But AD was kind and he said we're going to reschedule and we're fighting in February. Fantastic card. I'm very proud because my Russians, <laughs> my Russian compatriots, yeah. are fighting in main event. 
Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic fight. Know them both very well. Great amateurs. Uh, opinions are split. And Paul Reedy is a big, big part of my life in matchmaking. If not for him, not my relationship with him, I never would have been here in Monaco. Yeah. 100%. Fantastic. So try to summarize as short as possible. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? No, no, it's good. It's good. Um, just tell me about how busy life can be because, again, you get things like this, late pullouts that you can't do anything about on the day. But if you get two or three days' notice, is that enough time to, to find somebody and bring them in? Three days enough for me to build three undercards. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I had this situation when I was on the train from South Southampton to Waterloo for the press conference and by the time I reached Waterloo four fighters pulled out with British Boxing Board of Control not approving them I only had 45 minutes to fill the position wow no one ever noticed we had the event yeah so that's, that's, that's obviously where the worst part of your job then obviously if, some, if someone pulls out it's a nightmare yeah someone pulls out and there's medical fulfillment uh, the eligibility the license and all that impossible but we know that so well and the database is so vast right, of course so, we, so what's your first point of call someone pulls out what do you do what's the process Vladimir Putin <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. No, but, no, but really, You're really. Joking, but he might yeah, not be yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but you never know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I have some agents. I have some guys. We call them dogs on the garbage field. We call them with Paul. So we're going, guys, let's go. And within 40 minutes, we've got a list of people we can use. It's a great job. Very stressful, but very rewarding as well. Look at this. It's fantastic. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Talk to us a little bit about the main uh, event. Radzab Batayev, Alexander Vesputin. Very similar kind of records. Star amateurs who haven't yet got the recognition as professionals that they deserve. Um, similar records, 12 and 13 and 09 stoppages. Um, do, do you know both guys personally? I know them very well. Okay. Talk, talk to me. You, you start first. Talk to me about Radzab. Right. Um, Edward Kraftov, who is the national coach, he's in Butaev's corner, by the way. I'll is he really? you. Yes, he wow. is. I'll introduce you. I know Chris is a big connoisseur on amateur boxing. Mm. They fancy Butaev in Russia, but all the Westerners who train in America fancy this Putin. So Butaev is a guy from Dagestan. He is very passionate about boxing, very evil in the ring. So he can make it really hard for himself if he will engage emotionally. Mm. Otherwise, in theory, his size and share knowledge and movement he in theory he should do it but Bisputin is a serious man as well very it's funny I, I, <clears throat> I go the other way yeah, there you go but is that because of the the ace in the pack that is anatoly lomachenko do you think uh, I, just, just from what i've seen uh, I, I guess so because he has adopted that similar style mm -hmm. the way he uses the angles is is, is very lomachenko like and um for me i i lean towards him in the main event mm. but i can take a punch he can yeah, we have question about Bisputin in Russia, so we don't know. I mean, but it's a fantastic affair, all Russian affair, and matchroom bidding for that is incredible. Twelve rounds, you think? Not sure. Round seven, eight, maybe something gonna happen. So who are you going with? I think Roger Butayev gonna win. Really? Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Puts a spanner in the work of Bob Aaron's plans, doesn't it? Because I get the impression that we've talked about this this week that if Bisputin wins, they would like to line him up for Terence Crawford. It's a great fight, but Terence Crawford is just That's in, in his own league, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. So, yeah, but it would be nice to have Russians there. I'm, I'm a massive Russian fan in terms of gives me more work. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's a great. I mean, we, today we had some funny, really funny spell. I mean, when Eddie said, "I better let this guy know about that," we only got one British fighter. I said, "You better get used to that." Like Premier League, mm. we're running out of fighters. He got 
let me just say, I'll see you after San Diego. Just kidding. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's really good, man. Um, you also represent Luther Clay, who's just started to appear on people's radars in the last six months with a couple of good wins. Um, he's in action at uh, York Hall against Freddie Quitt, I think 19th of December. Freddie's a great guy. Uh, two welterweights. Um, how do you see that one going and how's Luther been looking? Luther's looking confident, positive training, but Kiwit is a good man. Mm, yeah. He's a serious, I mean, he looks good. Mm. He's a great fighter. He's got African descent as well. So two African warriors going mm. at it. I don't mm. know, could, anything could happen. It's 50-50, although yeah. bookies have Kiwit as a firm favorite. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. But we like it, we like it, we like it to be underdog. Yeah, a couple of gentlemen doing battle, that'll be a great card on the 19th, uh, your call. Um, our next guest is, I'm very pleased to say, Alexander Usyk. Um, how do you think he looked in his first outing at heavyweight and how do you think he'll get on? Typical Usyk, I mean, he doesn't want to work more than he has to. And as you know, he's a great guy, he's a madman yeah. in a good way. So he'll be a possibly possibly undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, possibly. Yeah. And there's a couple of questions I had, but in terms of what do you think? I wouldn't be shocked. I think it's amazing how how much he's filled out. It's the size of him now. Huge. He's solid. Mm. Absolutely solid. Yeah, you'll, you'll see him when he walks onto set in just a, a few I, minutes. I time. said to him, what, is in your, what are you eating? What is in your menu? He goes, it's uh, people three times a year. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, we're all laughing. Yeah, yeah. We're all scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. That's, he's a great guy. Um, uh, and talking of heavyweights, the big one uh, next week, Anthony Joshua trying to get his titles back. He's clearly made a lot of changes Backstage, Angel Fernandez brought into the fold, Joby Clayton as well. How do you think he gets on? Can he regain his titles? I made up my mind now, and uh, Anthony Joshua knocking him out. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Are you going? 100% on wow. Tuesday. Alcius, yes. you know what? He does call him as well. He does call yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always, you know what? Whenever we sit and watch the, the fights and he gets on right, he just finds my eye out in the crowd. And he goes, Told you. I'm like, he's got the crystal ball. You no, know, until the last minute, I thought it was the other way around. But I reckon it's just, it doesn't make sense. Karma-wise, I think we're there, guys. Yeah. You're a big karma yeah. man, I know. Mm, mm. Oh, an absolute pleasure, as we knew Cheers it would be. Cheers, Gentlemen, you thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for coming on. Looking forward to seeing you here. Always. I'm going to go and get changed in black. Look Let's forward go. to Let's it. Let's rock it. you got a spare bow tie, bring you. it along, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I have, actually. Well, God bless you, Jimmy. Hold it yeah. What, black color? Eh? Black? Yeah, black will be fine. You'll have it. He's a man. Yeah, thank you. He's, go. got you you go. He's got everything Thanks, you need. He's got everything you need. Well, another man who will have uh, a very close eye on the heavyweight clash in Saudi Arabia next week is our next guest, Alexander Yusik. Pleased to welcome the former cruiserweight undisputed world champion, now heavyweight contender, Alexander Yusik, as manager Agus Klimas. Gentlemen, thank you for coming in. Thank um, you for having us. Oh, absolute pleasure. Um, Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz, the rematch. 
I want to know Alex's opinions on that. How does he think it goes? Как ты думаешь? Шанс. Я вообще об этом не думаю. Я хочу посмотреть поединок. Он случится уже через неделю. А после поединка уже о чем-то можно говорить. Сейчас пока. I don't think at all. I don't think about it at all. I just wanted to go there and see a good fight. And then after the fight, you know, we can talk about it. So he's the, the mandatory. Is it a fight that he'll want straight away? Is it a fight that you would like sooner rather than later? Ты хотел бы сразу побоксировать с победителем? Нет. Пускай они сначала побоксируют. Что там дальше будет решаться? Я бы с удовольствием отбоксировал с Шесорой или еще с кем-то. А потом нам некуда спешить. I'm not in a hurry. Let them, let them fight, let them see what, what they are. I, I would be happy to fight uh, like a Chisora or somebody else. So a question for you, I guess, the, the talk this week has been that you've been in negotiations with Derek Chisora. Can you give us an update on those negotiations? No, I cannot because I'm not negotiating. Negotiating is our promoter, as you know, Eddie Hearn, and uh, I, I can't say anything because I don't know details. Okay. Is that a fight that Oleks would, would, would like? The, yes, that's a team <laughs> that we would like to, yes. Okay. He's um, Chisora's on a good run of form. What can you tell us about his strengths and weaknesses? Что ты мог сказать бы про его хорошие и плохие? Плохие я не буду говорить. Хорошие. Он реально вырос с того момента, когда я увидел его первый раз, когда он боксировал еще с Виталием Кличко. Он реально стал намного лучше. I'm not going to talk about his bad sides, but the good sides are he's grow up very much after I saw his match with Kličko. Он уже не бьет никого по лицу на пресс-конференции и не плюется в лицо водой. He's not already beating anybody at the press conference and he's not spitting on anybody. There will be no flipping, no tables. No tables, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time out his heavyweight debut, seven rounds with Chaz Witherspoon. How did he feel in the ring as a heavyweight? Как ты себя прочувствовал в последнем бою? Я хорошо себя чувствовал, но мало. Я хотел еще побоксировать чуть-чуть. Ну, так случается иногда. I felt very good, but it was not enough. I wanted to felt a little bit longer, but that's what happened. So you obviously managed Posputin. Will he win this evening? Do you think he's favourite? Как ты думаешь, кто сегодня вечером? Беспутин, Бутаев. Я болею за Александра Беспутина. Yeah, I'm cheering for Alexander Beputin. Points, stoppage. Это бокс. Мне я просто за него стоплю и все. It's a box, and I'm just gonna be cheering for Alexander Beputin. Fantastic. Igis, Olis, thank you very much. Thank you. Enjoy the action tonight. Thank you guys for having us. Cheers. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Well. Have a good day. Yeah. Oh, I can hear that yesterday. Yeah. What does it mean? What is it? It means his name. Alexander Sasha, the short name. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Oh, Sasha. We knew it was in there somewhere. And here he is. Just leave the camera on him. We'll go for a cup of tea, shall we? I'll tell you what, while Alex is having a bit of fun, let's have a look at the running order. Just open it up over Alex's face. Just keep him on there. He's gone. Yeah. So, running order for tonight in Monte Carlo. 
and starts Victoire P2 and uh, Raphael Lashum. You can hear Ollie's hitting the ring bell. Uh, <laughs> then it's Naya Mendoka and Jose Domingo, uh, Hugo Michalev and Petar Setinik. Uh, three threes. That's an amateur bout, super world That'd be an interesting one to watch. Then it's uh, Tulasi Taramalingam uh, and Alexander Benite. That's live at 8 p.m. on Sky Sports, replacing Huey Fury uh, and Pavel Sur. Then it's the big uh, Chinese heavyweight, Zilei Zhang and Andre Rudenko. <coughs> Ten threes heavyweight there. Zilei Zhang trying to make his mark on the heavyweight division. And then it's Joe Cordina. His first outing at super featherweight uh, against Enrique Tinoco, who, of course, stopped Jordan Gill earlier on this year. Ten threes, that for the WBA continental title. Then Cecilia Breakers, ten twos for the IBF, WBA, WBO, WBC and IBO world, to, world welterweight titles against former world champion Victoria Bustos. And then it's the big one. Twelve threes for the vacant WBA welterweight world championship. Radzab Batayev and Alexander Besputin. He was always, he was almost a bit too calm then, wasn't he? It was yeah. like he needed he's something to just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's frightening. <laughs> what a guy. Um, that'll be a, a great fight, actually, him and Chisora, because you've got a guy that's in a good run of yeah. form towards the end of his career. He's going to bring that pressure, and, and he's, he's going to need to see... You know, somebody like that, how he deals with that kind of pressure. Yeah, that, look, you know 100% Derek Chisora is going to try and bust that fight, get to the centre of the ring, push uh, Usyk back... But he's special. Usyk's so good. You know, again, talked about angles. He, he, you know, he's mastered it as well. Mm. And I think when you've got someone coming forward, it's quite easily to step to the side and, and make your opponent look silly. But, Absolutely. yeah, he's, uh, he is a star, and I've no doubt that he can uh, win a title uh, in the heavyweight division. One man uh, we just want to touch on briefly, Joe Caldini, we mentioned yep. there, his first outing at Super Featherweight. Do you see him getting the winning style tonight? Joe, yeah, I, I do. I do. He's made the weight comfortably, didn't he? Look well, didn't look drawn. Uh, I think it was a good decision from the team and Joe himself, obviously, to, to drop down to Super Feather. Um, yeah, I, I think look, we know how good he is. We know how good Joe Cordina is and how far I think he can go. Um, I, I, I do believe he could go all the way and I think the Super Featherweight division suits him better than light. Mm. But he has the opportunity to move back up if things don't go his way. So, yeah, expect a good performance. He's one of a, a decent cast uh, on show tonight. We're looking forward to the action. Darren, as always, thanks for your company, mate. It's been Thank a pleasure you. this week. Uh, enjoy Saudi. I won't be there, but that's OK. I'll miss you, mate. I'll miss you too, mate. Um, I'll see you at Christmas, though. We'll yeah. go to York Hall and watch I'll that. buy you a bow tie. Thank you very much. Well, no, you don't need one now. Siesta's on there, <laughs> yeah. uh, Thank you home for watching, guys. Uh, this has been Before the Bell Live from the Casino de Monte Carlo. Action starts in a couple of hours' time. Enjoy it all. Star-studded cast from the south coast of France and we'll see you again in seven days time.